You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. We're here. Oh yeah. 1K Convos from Virtuosos. What, I don't know what episode this is of 1K Convos, but it don't matter. I'm here with my guy, 96. Forest Lawn to Forest Hill. Come on, man. What's going on, Brody? It's here, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate yes, you. It's been a long time coming, man. I'm, I'm happy that we're actually here in the city. We get to do this. Like you said, from virtuals is in Toronto to, to 1K out here, man. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's been a long time coming. Long time coming, bro. And you have a, you have an interesting journey, man. Like, growing up downtown Toronto. Yeah. Coming to Calgary, you know, it's pretty similar, like, between me and you. Sure. And now you're doing the music, R&B, little glimmer, little, little you got a little bars, a little hip hop in there, you know what I'm saying? Little in there, for sure, yeah. yeah. What, what is, you know, the music business, you know, being in it right now, taught you so far about yourself? Um, I'd say the biggest lesson that I've learned um, making music right now is just, this is more personal for me, but it's just like staying true to yourself um, and not trying to portray like you're something that you're not you know if as long as you like communicate with your fans and your listeners like this is who I am and I'm not ashamed of it um you guys are going to accept me for who I really am um people will gravitate towards you for that you know like all the gimmick stuff like it's cool like you know if you're trying to be entertained and stuff because I feel like music at this point in time it's more like it's more about entertainment than like actual talent these mm-hmm. days, you know, it's like whoever's going to go viral and shit. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, I would say, yeah, just staying true to myself and, you know, just letting people know that there's no there's no shame in being you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the hardest part about making music? Um, when you're not... When you're not experiencing enough or living life, like, the way you wanted to... Um, like drawing from experiences because when I make music I like to draw from like real life experiences stuff that's going on in my personal life and stuff so if I don't have a lot going on it's kind of hard to make those things out of thin air especially for like the R&B stuff Um, I find like if you're in like either in a relationship or you're just going through some stuff it's easier to like communicate those things because it's kind of like you're in the moment with it and you know you can just communicate that stuff easily where you're kind of like if you're single or you're doing your own thing it's like you can channel like the previous stuff but you can only do that for so long so like you know your energy might shift to some more like some fun stuff some lit stuff you know um yeah some of the greatest acts and albums that we've come across i think it's like when people are going through you know the most and have you seen that like kind of affect your music like yeah. when you're going through something and you decide to make music absolutely yeah. yeah i feel like that's been like my best work i feel like any like if i've ever had to like face any adversity or like you know trying times in my life like that's when like my best work would prevail like like for example like we'll get into it later but like my most recent ep mm-hmm. um I went through a few things, like my lungs collapsed. I was just getting out of relationship. Um, there was just a lot of things going on at that point in time. So like just channeling that energy into into that project, um, you know, I, I, I nurtured it. And it also was like, like a healing process at the same time, you know? So it was like, I was able to like express how I felt on the music and, you know, just like share with my fans, like 
where I was at that time, how I was feeling, and you know, mm-hmm. it's just real, it's raw, it's uncut, like, you know, it's like I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve type shit, you know. When did you know? When did I know what? When did you know it was going to be like music you was going to do? Man, 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 that's a great question because it's like, yo, I always had a passion for music, I always loved it, I just didn't know like if it was ever going to like uh, come to anything, you know, I would say. I started making music in like 2016. I remember the first time I ever went to a studio. It was like out here. So my my, my career started out here in Calgary. Um, the first time I went to a studio, I was with my brother, um, his girl at the time, and one of the homies that we used to work with. We were working at Red Lobster at Northgate, and um, his girl was a rapper, and she was going into record. So going in there and just kind of getting that studio vibe and the studio experience, um, you know, I felt like at that point. This is something that I can do, and I just from that point I just I took the time to just like perfect my craft, um, and get my own equipment and start doing stuff from the crib, um, and also meeting my artist manager who was my restaurant manager at the time, uh, Smurf, um, showing him what I was working with at the time, and you know him offering his uh, place for me to, excuse me, to come in and you know, develop my sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that was very crucial. Um, for my like development, so yeah, I'd say around 2016. Mm-hmm. 2016 was like when things like really started like clicking for me. Like, yo, this is something you can do in the future, or you can make a career out of this. It's interesting because you say you know your, your your music journey started in Calgary, but you grew up downtown. Yeah. So a lot of your peers that you grew up with, absolutely. You know, they they doing the music thing too. Oh, yeah. They coming up like Smoke Dog. Puffy L's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Beretti, Lil Beretti, you know what I'm saying? So how has that kind of influenced your music and seeing that? Like, does that have any direct impact on your art? Yeah, man, it's, it's been inspiring. I remember, like, around the same time I started making music. Yeah, like, like you had Mustafa, you had Smokey, you had Moji, like, all these guys, you know, that were, they were doing great things, you know, and it was inspiring to see people that, I had grew up with and, you know, grew up with within the community, like, you know, reached these levels of heights and it motivated me to, like, want the same thing for myself. Like, yo, if the people around me can do it, like, there's no excuse for me not to, one, want that for myself and also to go out there and pursue it, you know? So, yeah, all their journeys, all those guys, Puffy too, like, you know, it was all inspirational. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it inspired me to really go get it. Yeah, and then you know, I'd like to see you on a couple of hooks with the Mandem. I mean, it'd be oh, a, you know, sure. the, the, and then you're also taking a different approach because R and B is not something a lot of people tap into. You know, sometimes people are saying like, you know, R and B is a thing of like the two, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying why? What was it about R and B? What was the inspirations behind? You know. Singing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? A lot of guys, it's hard to sing. Singing, I try to sing in the shower all the time, man. That's the only yeah, thing you're going to hear me sing. 100%, man, but, you know? You know, what, yeah, you know yeah. why uh, you know why that route? What were your inspirations? Uh, man, I just, I grew up on a lot of R&B growing up with, like, my older siblings. Like, a majority of them are, like, 10 years older than me. So I was listening to stuff from, like, back when they were, like, in their teen years and stuff. So, like, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. Like you said, that golden era, like, Genuine, Usher, Aaliyah, Brandy, um, you know, everybody from that era. I was listening to all that stuff. And, you know, I was taking their Walkmans and, you know, putting in their CDs and, 
listening to like these guys are Walkman. Some people don't even know what a Walkman even, is. Fam, like that's it's crazy <laughs> to even think about that. You know, like just an, even just the connection to music at that time. You know what I mean? It's like you had to go to the stores to go get it, or we didn't have social media, so like you know, like um, your reach to these artists wasn't as accessible as it is now. You know, like you'd have to see them on TV, like for an interview, or like you said, you had to go into like a an HMV and get like a CD or whatever. Or you know, you're burning. You're burning CDs, mm -hmm. or you're just like on LimeWire, whatever, just downloading your favorite songs. And you stuff. had to work for music. You had to work for music. Which now, is kind of crazy yeah, to think about. <laughs> literally, and now it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So, yeah, to answer your question, just growing up with my, my older siblings um, definitely helped me um, like shape that R&B sound and bring like the old, that old vibe and also like put a new twist to it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Who's your... Who's your top five artists that, you know, that, that I'll say, let's say who's your top five favorite artists Man. right now? Yeah, it's hard because it always shifts. But like in terms of like influence, like definitely got to throw like Drake in there just because like when he's the guy and, you know, he puts Toronto on the map and, you know, that's the hometown for sure. Mm -hmm. um, Lil Wayne. Um, damn, it's always hard, man, to, to pick just five. Um, like you got to throw MJ in there. MJ is definitely a big influence. Um, man. Man. I'll give you honorable mention, too. You could put one honorable mention. Yeah. Definitely when I was first starting out, I was very into, like, the P&D Bryson type vibe. Like, you know, that was kind of, like, the lane. When I first started, like, I was really into their music. Just, like, you know, get high, smoke, and chill vibe. Just, like, real, like, you know, just real cool, like, late night, after hours music. The weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't believe, like, how, how could we forget, bro, man? Um, yeah, The Weeknd, PND, Bryson, like, those are the guys that kind of, like, influenced me when I first started. Usher, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, being Canadian, is it challenging to make, like, to cut it in the music business? Like, is it challenging trying to cut through? Because, you know, with American artists, you know, and we see this a lot, actually. We see Toronto artists end up going to L.A., yeah. going to these American cities to work because... Obviously, touring in America is different than touring in Canada, right? Like, you've done a one-two shows here. Mm -hmm. But you see there's a, a, a flurry of artists going to states. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether by opportunity, whether by chosen migration, whatever. Mm -hmm. you, what Like, what's the challenge behind making music in Canada? Um, I think just the, the main thing that everybody really points to is just, I guess, the infrastructure of just, I guess, like the music industry and the business. It's definitely gotten better over the years. Um, you know, it's, it's been a lot more diversified. Um, there's been a lot more inclusion. You know, hip hop has definitely like reached the forefront, which is like, you think about that 20 years ago, like that wasn't really, you know, like you wouldn't see that. Um, but yeah, the infrastructure definitely like not having the resources and, you know, like, I guess even like the support, like for like, you know, the local and up and coming artists, like the major labels, um, just having faith in like the local Canadian artists is one thing. And then also because America, like the US, they had their own shit going on. So people, they weren't really watching what was going on in Canada, you know, so mm -hmm. that kind of like had people like turn their back on the artists over here. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's music is a tough business to cut in. Period. You sure. know what I'm saying? So right now, with like content and the way things are moving, 
we gotta figure out some new ways and, and be innovative with our approach, right? Yeah. So what are some of those things that you're doing? I see that you've really changed your approach, especially on social media. You yeah. know, at first when you were starting out. Yeah, you know. You, <laughs> you know, at first know. when you were starting Hell out, yeah. it took a while for you to get out of your shell. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now I see you kind of more involved with like the new innovations that social media is coming up with, whether it be yeah. reels, whether it be, you know, engaging with fans and shit. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're constantly like trying to like, okay, what's the new approach, you know? Yeah. So what's that process been like keeping up? Uh, it's been good. It's it's really like a confidence thing, man, you know, just because going back to the R&B, like R&B is like, it's such like making that type of music. It's like, it's, it's a certain level of vulnerability that you're, you know, you're opening your yourself to people. And like you said, for dudes, it's like, it's, it's not as easy because, you know, you might be looked at as either just like not as hard as like the, like the, like the dudes that be rapping or like you're soft or like, mm. you know, you're just like that type of thing. So, um, yeah, once you get past that, it's, it's kind of, it was easier for me to like, you know, develop confidence and, you know, put myself out there, um, and not be afraid to fail really more than anything. So once I was able to like, you know, have those experiences of, of, of failure and, you know, just know that it's okay to, you know, fall, fall mm. flat on your face sometimes, like then once you get past that, it's like, you don't have nothing else to lose. You just, you go out there and do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, in terms of putting myself out there, yeah, it's just been confidence, routine, um, just repetition, really just, you know, just trying to just keep finding ways to engage with like my audience and my fans. And in this game, like you got to stay up to the times, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, like there's TikTok now, there's reels, there's so many ways for artists to connect with their fans and get their stuff out there like people and like there's a lot of artists who have had their songs blow up on TikTok just because you know they have like like a viral hook or viral 10 seconds and you know mm -hmm. and nowadays it's like people's attention spans are so short so like for that time that you have to uh captivate people you gotta you gotta take advantage of it mm -hmm. you touched on something there you said that right before you were talking about failure you said that there's you know, the perception of, like, being as hard as this guy or, like, this or soft or whatever. Do you think there is, a, a like, a, a toxic masculinity problem in music and in rap or R&B? Um, definitely. You know, there's, a, there's, there's definitely the element of, like, you know, the misogyny and, like, stuff like that. Like, those are the things that kind of, like, you know, um, make the hip-hop culture, like, what it is, you know? Like, mm. definitely, like, if you're the guy that, if you're the guy that's, you know, like, Distant shorties or like you know just stunting on stunting on girls or whatever like you know just just acting on some cool shit you know like that's that's gonna get you a lot more love and respect you know and make mm -hmm. you seem more like a like a cooler person or you know mm -hmm. um, like more of like a like a star I guess in a sense you yeah know? but um, with me man I just I just try to keep it real like you know like how I am with my music and like my like my artist persona like I try to keep it on brand with like just who I am as a person outside of music too man like me as an artist and me as a person like it's one and the same you mm -hmm. know that's, that's like the easiest way I, I think that's the easiest way to go through anything is like yo it's easy just be yourself it's like why it's, would you like waste your energy trying to do something else yeah. you know especially I think in the music is how you said like the personas and stuff like that you know we see what I from what I see, you know, you see the blogs like you know academics and 
and you know, like the speak the six buses yeah. and, the, and the, that kind of for sure. In a way, kind of profited off of not just the culture, yeah, but like off the negativity of the culture. You know what I'm saying? As Literally. much as like these blogs do to help artists mm-hmm. to inform people, a lot of them also feed off of the negativity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like straight like that. Like a lot of blogs Absolutely. feed off of negativity. They they fuel um they fuel uh rivalries that are way beyond music. Mm-hmm. You know, as an artist, you know, how do you navigate that and like look at that and identify it and not how do you avoid that? Yeah. Well definitely I think the first thing to avoiding it is acknowledging for what it is like that's the that's the culture. That's the game. Like it's it's, it's built on the play and the struggle of, of our people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So, um, for me, I think more than anything is just keeping it strictly music, and then also R and B is a way to do that because you know it's just the energy around R and B. It's like it's not it's nothing malicious. It's all it's all good hearted. It's good spirited. You know where, you know as for a lot of these guys making music that are on these blogs. You know, um, they're inviting that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you do that in hopes of getting attention and then you get the attention. But also there's also the aspect of the real life aspect outside of the music. It's like now you're gaining enemies outside of music and it just it, it gets a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, it's one thing like if you're in it. It's one thing if you're in it. But. um, Shit. I'm just drawing a blank, bro. <laughs> it's okay, no, because I, I asked that because, you know, being from Toronto, we see it a lot. We see it glorified. You know, we see a lot of artists, not just artists. We see a lot of just like, you know, sometimes I take my time and I read the comments on the blogs and I, I, I want to see what the general consensus is about some of these things that are happening through, like, this music and the art of, like, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I'm quite disturbed by what I what I see and what yeah, people's, people's perception of of this shit. Because a lot of people look at it and think it's a game. It's like, oh, I'm smoking on this pack and da 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 And, like, you know, they make a mockery of it when it's, like, some of these rivalries have been popping for... You know, Years, yeah. Before, like, like before our time, definitely. Mm-hmm. These are things that have been happening. You know, the music is just kind of, like... Amplified it amplifies it. It amplifies it, you know. So, um, it's a shame, man. You know, like I get it for some people. Like you're in it, you live it. Like you know, you went through some stuff, like tough stuff as a kid growing up. You've seen a lot of like real shit, especially for a lot of these like kids growing up in these communities. Like you've been ex- exposed to a lot of real crazy shit from a young age. So it's like, yeah, it's just messed up, man. And that's another thing. It's like I don't remember who I was talking to about this. We've seen a lot of shit that we're not supposed to see. Absolutely. By the time, by the time that we're like twenty, you know, twenty one, you know, we're happy to make it to twenty one. But like, yeah, there's some shit that we've seen that's like, you know, we're walking around with a lot of trauma, a lot of unresolved trauma. Absolutely. And <clears throat> a little bit of a, a, a piece of me kind of uh, gets disturbed by the glorification of it. Through the blogs, through the art, I understand art. Yeah. I know when I can see when someone's expressing 
you know, the pain and making albums and staying off the street and you know what I'm saying? Like that's one thing. Yeah. And then the other side of it is like here these blogs that You're inciting it. You're inciting it. Yeah. It, it's definitely being incited. And then we ask, Oh well look at the violence, da 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 and, and, and the root of the problem is one thing. But when there's people on the outside like lighting like like, yeah, like throwing gasoline on the gaslighting, right? Throwing yeah. gasoline on the fire. It's like, yo, how do we, as artists, as people with a platform, as people that have actual influence, how do we mitigate that? And how do we use the use that for good? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are some of the questions I'll be asking sometimes. You know, how do we, one, create our own platforms? Two, how do we inform, influence, and educate mm -hmm. through these platforms? Do you think that there is a responsibility on artists to do that? Uh, I do. I think so. I definitely do think so. Definitely there's an accountability, level of accountability there for artists to like, you know, let people know. Um, and then again, that also comes down to the type of music you make as an artist and what, who you are and what you stand for, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for the ones that aren't really about that stuff or like that don't want to be about that stuff, it's like, don't sell that dream of like, yo, being a you know a street dude or living this certain lifestyle is what's gonna get you far, was or is, is what's gonna get you accepted more than anything. Cause a lot of these younger kids doing it, like you know, not to discredit like like the hard like traumatic lives they live, but a lot of them they're doing it for the acceptance of their peers. You know, mm -hmm. like they're not doing it cause it's something they really believe, mm -hmm. you know, is right. They're doing it because, you know, it's the cool thing to do or, you know, they want to be accepted by the people like, yo, like, this guy's hard body or this guy's a real, you know, mm. like a real dude, you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, on the contrary, on the contrary, it's like people who do preach or come off of like educational or whatever it is, one, they don't get their flowers, two, nobody, nobody listens to that. Like, yeah. nobody is like, yeah, I want to listen to the, like people like going towards the shit that's, you know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's you know provoking and yeah. like, you know, Definitely. violent and like glorifying. You know, like mm -hmm. we we tend to. What's the word I'm looking for? Like we 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 we're attracted to that stuff. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely the shock value. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. We're all of us. Yeah, all yeah. of us are guilty of it. So it's like, how do you strike the balance? It's like, for me. Personally, like starting this podcast, like Nipsey Hussle was always one of my favorite artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And nobody was giving him his flowers while he was talking about the shit that, you know what I'm saying? While, you, he, was, you while, while he was here. While he was here. While he was here on this earth. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, there are a lot of artists that are doing what he does, educating, you know, showing people what's mm -hmm. up. But nobody wants to give those flowers until they pass or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like... What like what is like, why is that? Why do you think that is? Oh man, I just feel like more than anything, people they just take time for granted. They think people are going to be here forever. It's like or it's like yo, I can I can get with you tomorrow. Like I might not be able to tell you this. But I think people just think they always have time, mm -hmm. but that's not always the case. You know, like this life is crazy, man. Like like you said, like could be here today and gone tomorrow, and all that work that you were putting in while you were here, people weren't 
appreciating it for what it was because they're so busy with what they got going on or you know they're just yeah lost in the sauce but you know when these tragic things happen it's like the world stops you mm -hmm. know and they acknowledge it and they grieve and then life yeah just it goes on so i don't yeah to answer your question it's like i don't know it's it's, it's definitely it's interesting man what's your creative process like dog and um so first things first it's like i usually like to hear like the instrumental um and like that like dictate what i do with the song um i usually try to get like my hooks and stuff first mm -hmm. um early on in my career like i used to smoke a lot like you know just like smoke a lot of weed get high i felt like that just like unlocked a certain level of creativity for me even before i started making music like and i was just i just testing the waters like i would just like literally go up to crescent hill and like fucking roll up a spliff and just like smoke and just vibe and just you know just literally just just create and vibe and then uh do you find that like your creative process helps with your mental health and shit uh definitely like i said um i used to smoke a lot to um unlock that creative um like aspect mm -hmm. um but I had went through some stuff, like my lungs collapsed, so I, I had to get lung surgery. I had like a, a tube in my chest, and um, that was like a whole, like, you know, like a, like a real down point. And smoking has definitely helped me develop, not help, but like I've developed anxiety from smoking and stuff like that. Like I be getting panic attacks and stuff here and there. Um, so that's been like something I've had to learn to cope with. Um, so yeah, mental health is, is, is definitely very important for me, um, you know, to acknowledge, like, these things because it's, it's real and, you know, and we're taught as young, definitely young black males to, like, you know, like, kind of suppress these things and not, like, talk about them, like, you know, because the stigma around it, mm -hmm. the stigma around it's pretty bad, so. Um, do you think, uh, do you think the narrative is changing around mental health and young black men? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's taking a step in the right direction, you know, just we just got to literally keep just keep talking about it, having these conversations amongst our peers. Like, you know, we got to have more of these and less like, you know, we can you can still shoot the shits, but, you know, we got to like talk some real shit amongst each other, you know, stuff mm -hmm. that helps better us as, you know, like young men and, you know, like just figuring because life's not easy. Like the older you get, the harder life gets. So it's like you want to, you know, address these things and make sure that you're good like physically and mentally because if you're not in that state you can't be the best version of yourself you know so making sure you're straight um your happiness you know making sure that's like you know at the top of your like priority list mm -hmm. um like those core values that like you know make you at peace and you know make you like mentally at a good space um we just got to keep exercising those things and having those conversations mm -hmm. When you think of mental health and you think of, you know, artists, we find, I find that, you know, we see some of artists' best work when they are struggling with mental issues. You think about, uh, you know, Kanye just dropped his album. Like, yeah. you think about what he was going through with mental health issues. Like, some of his best work has came with that, that loss of sanity. When you think about, you know, Pink Floyd, you think about, you know, Mac Miller, you think about... Basquiat, you think about like all these artists who really were struggling with mental issues and still were finding 
you know, solace in their art. You know what I'm saying? How has art been that outlet for you? Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, the greatest work is, you know, it comes from your darkest moments. Um, it's literally, for me, it's, it's, it's like, it's like a vocal diary. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a place to, like, get those things off your chest. And if you don't have someone to talk to, at least you have a microphone to communicate those things, you know, and mm -hmm. articulate them in a way that you can present it to people, you know, with, like however you want to compose it like with whatever like beat or instrumental or like those things that help accompany the message you're trying to get across you know because for me like that's that's the music i definitely gravitate towards to the most like mm -hmm. you know where people are letting you in on you know their challenges and what they're going through like you can really feel it like that's how powerful like music is it's so powerful it's scary the way like you connect to it and how it can mentally affect your mood like you know like a song might be able to get you angry and riled up if you're not feeling, like if you're upset about something or if you're feeling sad and you want to play some stuff that, you know, like that's more down or if you're like, you're in a great mental space, you know, you might play some like some Afro beats or some like some, some dance hall, some stuff that, that'll keep your spirits up, you know, so it's powerful, man. Music is, is, is powerful. It's super powerful. Speaking of powerful music, you just dropped your single. <laughs> yes, sir. You know um, yeah, I just dropped my most recent single, Runs, uh, a few weeks ago, featuring my homie, 488 Ghost. Um, I produced that joint. Um, I just, I've been starting to get into the producing as well, so that's been pretty fun. That that song was actually crazy because I made that beat. I remember making that beat on, like, Christmas. I made that beat on Christmas, like, after, like, you know, spending the day with the fam and stuff. I went home, I cooked it up. Um, it was like two, three in the morning. I sent him the beat. He's like, yo, it's hard. Like, I, I rock with it. Like, yo, come to this. You're trying to go to the studio tonight. And at that point, I was just like, man, I was retired. You know, I was just trying to go to bed and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I don't know if I'm trying to do the studio. He's like, bro, just trust me. Like, yo, just like come through. You know, we'll, we'll, let's make something happen. Um, yeah, we literally recorded it that same night. And I'd like, I know for artists, like, they can definitely relate to when I say this. It's like, when you record something, like, you have that feeling, you know, like, you just have that feeling once you record something like you know you have some good stuff where like you like you're listening to it all the time or like you just it's just a gut feeling you know um but yeah that was a little backstory to like the most recent single um so yeah runs featuring 488 ghosts um we've been featured on northern bars shout out to spotify canada that's what that's my first editorial placement so Congratulations, dog. Appreciate that. And that's why y'all here. Y'all here in Calgary filming the video. Yeah. Um, th so I'm actually filming another video here. I'm, I'm linking up with the Kid T, um, one of the hardest cinematographers out here, and, you know, also a dope artist himself, you know. So I'm, uh, just ex I was excited that I was able to lock in with him, um, you know, and just come through with some unreleased heat and actually come through to Calgary and actually, like, get some work. And, like, this is where the journey started for me, and I haven't been able to document that. So... With this next drop after runs, um, I'm hoping to, you know, like showcase how things got started for me and how I got to where I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think documentation in the process. Absolutely. Literally, like everything from like leaving work with my manager and recording in the basement, you know, to leveling up to our recording space to like a condo. Um, and, you know, by the time by the time I had left Calgary to go to Toronto, I had a few songs under my belt. I'd gained like some pretty good recognition, like, um, like my music got into the hands of, like, uh, Brandon Jennings used to play for the NBA, like, and even just yeah. that, that whole experience of, like, just sending him my first song ever and just being saying, like, yo, like, 
let me know what you think and him hitting me back like yo this is hard i i reposted it you know i wasn't expecting him to do that um so that was love like that was you know for someone to of his like you know stature to you know acknowledge my stuff and support it and be behind me um that meant a lot you know it kind that kind of helped like develop the confidence early on to like you know keep going yeah it was kind of like uh it was kind of like a booster shot i don't know if that's the right word but it was like you know <laughs> i don't know if that's the word right now you know that fans want to be using you know but um it was yeah it's kind of just like a turbo like you know just kind of like help things like kick things into gear a mm -hmm. lot faster, you know. So, she guys said a booster shot. A booster shot. That was the worst. That was the worst <laughs> thing. That's the worst thing I could have said, bro. I can't believe. Yeah. Damn, COVID, bro. Yeah, COVID, mm -hmm. man. How has COVID affected your your process? Has it has it helped? Has it taken away from it? Uh, initially, it took away from it just being in the crib and like I said earlier on, like not having stuff to talk about because you're cooped up in the crib and you don't have you're not able to experience stuff, you know. Um. So yeah, it, it definitely took a hit early on. So I was just doing things to, um take my mind off the music and kind of take a step back so I was just like playing video games going for walks like things like that go kick it with the fam um you know and just take a step back from the music and then get back into it when I felt like I was more invested you know because I felt like when I was trying to do music and I didn't have stuff to talk about it was kind of like half-assed or like I wasn't really like invested emotionally into it so mm -hmm. I had to take to take that break to like appreciate it and, and get back into it there's some importance in taking breaks. I think we, hustle culture has got us thinking that, I get caught up in all the time, thinking that we have to be working 24-7, constantly doing something that has to do with our craft, constantly have to be on the grind. You know, what, what's, tell us, like, what's the importance of a break? It's, it's very important. It's, like, it's, that's, that's what can save you from, like, you know, continuing on with your, like whatever you're pursuing or giving up, you know, like if you don't take those breaks, you might drive yourself into the ground and be like, yo, maybe the same for me. Like I've expended so much energy and it's not going anywhere. Like, you know, maybe I should just stop doing what I'm doing. But when you take these breaks, it's like you get to focus on other things in life, other things that make you happy. And when you get back into that mental state where, you know, like you're good with yourself and you're good where you're at, you can pour that energy back into whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. you know? So like breaks are essential, like, and you deserve it. Like, why not? Like, if especially if you're one to work hard and, like, you know, put a lot of time into your craft, like, you deserve that time to, like, recalibrate and, you know, just recharge. Like, we need that as humans. Like, it's, it's important. It's very important. Yeah, I feel that. I 100% feel that. I think breaks are really important and we overlook how powerful they can be. Mm -hmm. um, what's next for you, bro? Man, um... So yeah, just out here shooting this video with the Kid T. This next single is called Big Show. So basically, yeah, it's just documenting, you know, like how the journey started. Um, the Runs Music video is going to be coming soon. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, just trying to keep it consistent, stay in front of people, you know, like I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be I'm going to be around for a bit, you know, just dropping singles every now and then just to keep it consistent. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on right now. That's what's up, bro, man. Happy to have you on here on 1K Combos. Yes, sir. Before you go, who do you want to see on 1K next? And whoever you do mention, you got to help us get him on here. Absolutely. I definitely want to see, definitely want to see the homie, homie young Jev, Jevin. <laughs> Jevin definitely has been doing a lot of good things. Just hooping, CFL, doing his thing. Um, definitely TJ for sure. 
because he's been making noise and you know he's, he's putting a lot of work out here um yeah i'd say that's that's pretty much it right now that's all i could think of at the top of my head you that's know? all good man yeah. and then you know where can we find your music we know apple music spotify like where else can we talk yeah. tap in with you yeah i'm everywhere i'm on i'm on all streaming platforms nine uh 96 just the numbers um instagram uh and twitter it's n9 ne6 um yeah it's happened you know definitely check me out um all different types of vibes all different versatility and um yeah just i'd love to connect with whoever let's make it happen man yes sir my guy nine six appreciate don't you, leave man. a girl around this guy he might serenade <laughs> her to sleep yeah, for sure man you know <laughs> just like that man 1k convos the gifted gabby boy alex forest on the forest hill with forest nine six yeah. just like that we gone yeah.